Chapter 10 of Our Feathered Friends. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Read by Smiling Jade. Our Feathered Friends by Elizabeth and Joseph Grinnell. Seed Eaters and Meat Eaters. If we wish to keep one of the wild birds in a cage, we usually select one of the seed eaters. These birds are gentle and are readily tamed. Our tame canaries are descended from the wild seed eaters. Seed eating birds make us think of some nations of men who live on rice or fruit. Those who have been among these people tell us that they are gentle and kind and ready to learn. Many birds are very fond of spiders. It is said that spiders are a kind of bird medicine and that some birds could not live without them. This seems rather hard for the spiders, but sometimes they pay the birds back. There is said to be a spider in a certain part of the world which is so large and strong that it eats birds. It lies in wait and catches small, weak birds as if they were so many flies. This seems very cruel because we love the birds so much. But we might learn to love the spiders just as well if we should get better acquainted with them. When you are outdoors, just after sundown, you will sometimes see a great many swifts and swallows in the air darting around in great circles. They do not seem to be going anywhere or doing anything in particular, but you will find that they really have something very important on hand. They are eating their late suppers. There are tiny insects high up where the birds are flying, whole swarms of them, and these make a delicious supper for the hungry birds. The finches, or wild canaries, as we call them in Southern California, are among our commonest birds. These birds shall plant seeds before swallowing them, as one can see by watching flocks of them in the sunflower patches. We have thrown hard crumbs out to them in the yard, and they have been seen to crack these crumbs all to pieces, thinking, of course, that there must be a shell. The birds do not crack or break their teeth or beaks, be the seeds ever so hard as a child would be very likely to do on a walnut. Every bird carries a nutcracker about with him wherever he goes. If a finch gets hold of a very tough, hard seed, he slips it far back in the beak where the angle of the jaw gives better strength or force. He can then break it easily, as you would crack the hardest nut by placing it close to the hinge of the nutcracker. If the seed is tender or brittle, the bird pushes it to the point of his beak with his tongue and presses on it. Out drop the seed cover to the ground, leaving the meat in the bird's bill. Our tame canary has an original way of preparing his food. We give him cookie or bread and he breaks off bits and carries them to his water dish, into which he drops them. 
after they have soaked a little while, he goes back and picks them out and eats them. Now his teeth are not at all poor, for he cracks his canary seeds without any trouble. We think he likes a little mush for a change, and so he makes it for himself. One sometimes wonder why our garden birds do not store away food when it's plentiful, as squirrels do. There are ever so many nice hiding places all about. Some wild birds do hide their food, thus laying up something for a rainy day, which we think is about the right thing for birds and other people to do. One reason why our civilized birds do not store their food is that a supply of one kind or another is almost always to be found. Besides, many of our birds travel about so much, always going where food is, that there is no need of storing it. The seed eaters do not travel much, as seeds may always be found in winter as well in summer. Birds that depend for food upon insect, life must go in a search of it as the seasons change. One sometimes thinks the birds do little else but think about mealtime. A singer will sometimes make believe forget while he sits on his swaying branch, pouring out his throat full of melody as if he did not care if he never tasted food again. But suddenly, without a hint, there is a stop in the music that doesn't belong just there, and the bird darts to the ground. He swallows a worm or a blue jacket fly, and then back he goes to his perch and his song, as if he had not been interrupted at all. We do not think it is the worst fate in the world to be eaten by a bird and made into song and chirp and flutter. We owe a good deal to the insects, which the birds we love so much could not do without. We ought to think of this and not step on a bug or worm in the path. Some heartless people think it is a great treat to have a pot pie made of as many little birds as they can get by paying for them or shooting them. Birds so small that it takes a whole one to make a good mouthful. We do not think it is wrong to have a chicken dinner or even a quail or pigeon. If we are sick, because it takes only a bird or two to make enough. But we do think it is wrong to take many happy lives just to give one person a dinner when he could make as good a meal on beefsteak as on a dozen little birds. Birds have so many enemies that they hardly ever die of old age. We ought to think of this and do what we can to prolong their lives. There is hardly a spot on earth so desolate that birds are not found there. End of chapter 10